And welcome back guys to an episode of Geeks and Dragons. We are finally back to reviewing movies. Something that at least Joey can talk about more than I can. Well, I mean, anyone can really talk about movies, but I mean, I guess it, uh, since we do mostly... Yeah, I guess it's been a while, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh... Yep. And we're back to talk about Black Widow. We haven't really had a Marvel movie in a year because of certain things. And now we're back with a Marvel movie. And you know what? A great way to start it off with with Black Widow. I think it's a it's a great way to bring back reviews too. Just talking about Black Widow about uh, certain modern films because we've been talking mostly about the shows, but it's good to have one of the movies back. Yeah, uh, I guess it's sort of the like technically what was supposed to be the start of Phase Four, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it still kind of is because a lot of the um, Netflix shows, Netflix, I'm sorry, uh, Disney Plus shows, uh, are definitely sort of set in, you know, sort of definitely in uh, in the aftermath of uh, Endgame. But uh, Black Widow, uh, in case uh, you don't know, is actually set uh, right after Civil War, I believe. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's uh. Because obviously, uh, I guess spoilers for Endgame, but Black Widow does die in that movie. It's been what, like two or three years. Yeah, it's been game? it's been like two years since the uh, since Endgame. So, you know, uh, and we sort of uh, and basically the sort of, I mean, if you watch the trailers, uh, uh, you know, Black Widow, she's uh, essentially having to confront her past with the Red Room, and. Uh, has to work alongside he's sort of her old uh mm. uh i history. guess history while confronting like sort of new uh threats such as uh uh as we've seen in the trailer uh taskmaster right mm-hmm. and also teaming up with who we think are her family yeah definitely have a familiar bond uh mm-hmm. including uh i believe uh the younger girl her name's yelena mm-hmm. uh i forget the mother figure uh, uh I, I can look it up real quick no problem i think it's melina i could be wrong yeah you're right it's melina okay all right sweet and of course uh alexi alexi aka red guardian so who's your favorite character well i mean yeah he's definitely sort of the 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 i guess the sort of the big comedic relief character because mm-hmm. he's very sort of uh you know, like back in the day, he was a you know he was basically a Russian super soldier version of Captain America, and uh, nowadays you know he's a bit fatter now. He's like you're trying to fit into his suit. He's like I still got it, right? Uh, but yeah, that's sort of the kind of the big plot. We're not gonna get no into no no sport. we're we're not gonna yeah we're not gonna really get into like too deep into the plot. If, uh, if you've done if you checked out any of our past movie reviews, we just like give each one of us takes turn and gives our thoughts our initial thoughts on the film um the goods and the bads and then we just discuss about it and that's about it yeah and we're we're not even gonna, we're not gonna really jump into spoilers a whole lot no 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 so you know probably just like we'll probably allude to some of the stuff that could be spoilery yeah and our, we're not gonna say what happens yeah 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 so i mean you want to start us off with your initial thoughts on the movie, the good and the bad, and all that. Uh, stuff? Yeah, I guess uh, my thoughts on this movie. Um, honestly, I thought it was pretty like solid mm-hmm. for a Marvel movie. Uh, it's a nice, I guess, return to form, 
uh, I, I see, like it feels like after I, I think originally given when it was supposed to come out, it, it, it would be like a nice little like refresher mm-hmm. of like bringing us back into sort of like simpler uh, MCU times. No mm-hmm. crazy space shenanigans going on. Just sort mm-hmm. of a more spy kind of thriller ish style. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, 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 I like sort of, uh, I guess Black Widow's sort of character arc here. Uh, I like her interactions with her, her sort of, uh, family in Mm -hmm. a sense and her having to sort of just rediscover, like having to confront a lot of things she's done in the past. Mm -hmm. We do get like moments of like where we sort of see her being like, at least in her past being very morally gray, which is always like one of the aspects of the character that I always sort of like kind of like that she that she always like mentions that she's like you know she has a red ledger you know she's done a lot of bad stuff but he, here we do get some flashbacks to like oh okay so she, oh, she did some shit yeah she had to like yeah she definitely did some stuff we even get a little bit of a flashback to the Budapest incident mm-hmm. right that uh they that, uh her and Hawkeye tease it's like all the way back in Avengers 1 mm-hmm uh, but yeah, it's uh, I think it's solid. I think uh, it's a nice mix of comedy as well mm-hmm. from a Marvel movie. There are like some other pretty solid serious moments as well, right? Like it knows when to make a joke and uh, and and knows when to okay, let's 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 be serious right now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I guess. Uh, probably one of the more interesting things they did uh, was sort of, I guess, uh, the use of Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we'll get more into it because Taskmaster's sort of role in this story is uh, definitely uh, in- interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but overall, I was all right with the directions they went with Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in terms of, I guess, negatives, um, I think at a certain point, uh, some of the action sequences get a little too CG, mm-hmm. right? Uh, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. It's sort of just kind of like, I don't know, I, you kind of expect, uh, like, a Black Widow movie to be a bit more grounded, right? Mm-hmm. And, there, and then there's just some stuff that happens towards the end that's sort of like, all right, well, she's not a super soldier. She's just a regular spy. She See, I was going to let me, I'll, I'll, I'll add on to that uh, when I give my thoughts. But essentially, there are moments where um, it really does look like we're forgetting this is a normal person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, overall I, 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 I did enjoy this film. Uh it's a nice sort of uh mm. refresher and uh I mean yeah, like I think it's uh it's a it's a I guess it continues to show that Marvel is still able to put out pretty consistently mm-hmm. good movies even uh after like having to wait a year do see like uh, current world events and stuff for it to come out so yeah yeah all right um what would your rating be 
I would give this like a having thought about it given time I, I think I would give I, I think I, I will give it like an 8 out of 10 like mm-hmm. it, it's 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 not like uh like the best moral movie out there no no it's not no it's it's just it's a solid movie um uh like I think there could be I guess different things they could have done with it um but overall uh yeah it, it's solid for what it is mm-hmm. I mean um to get my thoughts, I think this is this is like you said, this is the return to form. You get a lot of feel for like a lot of classic. I wouldn't say classic, but like a lot of movies that you feel like they remind you. So there's a lot. There are times where I'm like, this reminds me a lot of Civil War, and it's very and it's shot like it's Civil War, and there's a lot of things that I reference. Uh, but not not like actual reference, but more like you know this this will remind you of Civil War, and that's fine and especially consider afterwards the way these characters go about i think it's one of my it's what really makes me enjoy this movie um sarah johansson as black widow sells it again like the, the thing about it like about um sarah johansson's black widow is that she really never got a chance to shine until i would say the towards the end of her role as black widow and now we have her own movie and she's you know it's great I, I do have to admit, though, uh, and we'll probably add on to this a little later. It feels a little, kind of a little too little, too late kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, I think that's something we can mm-hmm. discuss uh, towards mm-hmm. the end. Uh, that's definitely something mm-hmm. uh, I feel like is a somewhat valid critique of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That being said, I feel like there are times where in this movie that it feels like it's shot. And it's treated with the gravitas it needs to, but sometimes it just can't get rid of the, the Marvel feel of it. The, I mean, there's <laughs> it happens really early in the film. There's there there are moments where I'm like, okay, this person should be dead, <laughs> and they're not, <laughs> because it's a Marvel movie. And shut up. <laughs> I'm not saying that's the reason, but like, um, there's there's there are moments where I'm like, okay, this is a. I know I'm supposed to have a suspension of disbelief, but there's there are moments I'm like, okay, that's not that's not how that works. I mean, when when you're when it's a universe, I mean, I, I don't really like. I, I guess I understand the uh, if someone were to say it's a Marvel movie, but I think that's more applicable. Just it's just a superhero movie. Yeah. Like this is a universe where we have the Norse god of thunder being a part of a superhero team, mm-hmm. and a man who just turns into a giant green monster when he's angry. So mm-hmm. like. Like certain people taking a bit more damage than usual. I think you know why. It's because we recently having a lot of properties where a lot of people, a lot of superheroes, are tend to get damaged. Like you had Invincible uh, earlier in the year, which he and he got his ass kicked a lot. I mean, for being a superhero. Yeah, like I think that's sort of like uh, I, I don't disagree with that. Like that's definitely probably something uh, that. It's probably refreshing to a lot of audiences, like actually seeing the the hero having to like struggle physically mm-hmm. in in these sort of situations and being put through various intense uh, gauntlets, mm-hmm. showing that while they have these abilities and while they're like super powerful, they are still at the end of the day mortal and can be harmed, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah, no, um, but it's it, if, if that's gonna bother you, I'm just gonna let you know that stuff like that happens. I mean, to be fair, is it any better? Like, I'm pretty sure like the Fast and the new Fast and the Furious movie is far more egregious than that. Fair than, enough. Than fair this enough. movie, fair enough. At least Natasha bleeds. I'm pretty like you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she did bleed in the uh, Endgame. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, in reality, the um, like I said, the characters are really one of the best things about him. Um, Scarlett Johansson, like I said, is great in the role. She finally got to do the stuff. Um, also, David Harbour as Rank Guardian, Alexi, is one of those characters that really steals the show along with... Um, Yelena's, whose actor's name I am blanking out on. I can do. I'm about to pull it out real quick. Um, but she, for me, she was what, like really one of the. She was kind of like the heart of the movie. Yeah, she's definitely sort of uh, Florence Pug. That was her name. Yeah, she's she's definitely is definitely a uh, character that sort of like. Uh, yeah, it sort of brings a lot of the. I guess that mm-hmm. dynamic that they have she's also just funny like you'll you'll know when when you see her that she just has great comedic chops so we're obviously gonna see more of her in the future of mcu films and i'm i'm excited to see her go uh further in um a lot and i'm not gonna spend more time on the characters but uh, there is gonna be a moment where we're all gonna have a very questionable thing involving one character and that is taskmaster i'm not gonna say what happens but it does deviate from the comics. And I'm okay with that. Like I said, we'll talk about that later. But essentially, one of the things that I really did like about this movie is this one. It's paced really well. It gets to the point. And we finally get to go... Uh, finally get to learn, learn more about Natasha. Uh, my only negative probably would be is that... Again, it's a little too late. It feels really weird because it's set after, you know, when she used to die. <laughs> she's basically dead in universe. And so we're not going to see any more of that. But, you know, for what we got, I'm happy with what we got. Also, um, probably another negative is that the main villain really does anything. Like, you feel his effect, yeah, but he really does anything. Yeah, I mean, like, in, like, he ha- like he's definitely not that interesting. He's probably... Uh, the most uninteresting Marvel villain they've put out. In Being Lego. every elf. <laughs> like, what was his name? Uh, the Dark Elf. Oh no, no! I'm talking about this guy. Uh, it was Drogovich. That's because yeah, I was gonna say something like Dragon. Like yeah, like Droga something. He's basically uh. The one responsible for the red room. Yeah, because that's because we said earlier that's so that's like the main thing that the Raptor is the red room. That the whole situation, like you know, what makes a Black Widow Black Widow. Um, but yeah, no, this there's there like I think he's like probably the weakest one. Um, but they do set up some interesting stuff with him at least. And you know, they they kind of leave it in a way where I'm like, oh, I know I'd like to see more where this can go. Um. Any other negatives I can't really think of at the moment was because I think that's pretty much it. Um, but I would give this movie at least a good old 8 out of 10. Now, here's the discussion part 
Well, I, maybe seven point five, but I'm gonna go with an A because like I rarely, I really kind of dislike doing the point five stuff. It just, it's kind of like you know being lazy. Uh, okay. Yeah, but that's personal for me. But you know, let's uh, let's go start with the discussion. So obviously, the first discussion we're gonna talk about um, is this movie a little too little too late kind of situation. Yeah, I I think I saw a bit of discussion about that online, uh, and I I kind of have to tend to uh at least understand that because yeah like it it does feel like we could have gotten this movie like a couple years ago and would have very fit like would have fit very nicely into sort of that like phase three right Mm -hmm. at some point uh i mean obviously i think uh i guess one of the main reasons was just why we didn't get the Black Widow movie fast enough or whatever. Uh, wasn't it ha- having to do with, like, sort of internal... There was, um... Are you talking about Ike Perlmutter? Yeah, like, the the, the, the president of Marvel. Yeah, no, um... If you guys ever wonder why it took so long to have a Black Widow movie and or any other female-led uh, superhero movie or anything involving a uh, person of color, you can kind of blame Ike Perlmutter because he was... He, he is he still in Marvel? I gotta check. I don't know. No, I don't know either. But you know, he 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 was very well known for saying stuff like, "the the those kind of things aren't gonna make a lot of money." Um, women led superhero movies don't make money. Um, and other kind of very questionable statements. But yeah, it's it's one of those things as to why we never really got a um a Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman sorry, a Black Widow movie. In, in a really long time because uh, a lot of uh, back and forth. Kevin Feige was really want you know, he really wanted to do it. But uh, Paramatter, who was in charge of Marvel at the time, uh, was really like, no, I don't I don't think it's going to work. And if you're wondering, well, why didn't Disney come in? Well, Disney put, well, Disney doesn't, you know, do all that kind of stuff with Marvel. They kind of let them do their stuff. Yeah, like uh, Disney, for the most part, I think uh, has well, I think has gone through a strategy just like he could let's just let these our individual uh, pro, these individual companies that we own just do their own thing we don't want to like whatever they're doing is already making a bunch of money anyway if we try to interfere then it's just like I think Disney's kind of understands that like for properties such as Marvel and like the, having like bought them before uh, I think phase like before like uh like after phase one was done because I think at the time like phase like Marvel was sort of its own sort of film studio at that point distributing through Paramount and then Disney bought Marvel and thus uh, the uh, Marvel Studios um and I think uh, people at Disney were like all right this is already making like a billion dollars already we don't have to come in here and set our own people in. Like they already have, they're already capable of, uh, you know, cashing stuff in. So we're just gonna let you guys, like, do go and do what you already do in order to keep the the success train going. Yeah, and if if we're wondering, like, do they still like listen to promoter? No, um, there was a thing that happened in 2015 where like Disney was like, okay, this is getting annoying. Kevin, you know what you're doing. Just talk to us about it. Promoter, you do the other stuff. 
Yeah, like I think what was it like? Kevin Feige would essentially only like he would be talking directly to like Disney about handling the MCU stuff while I Crowmutter was basically just did more things on the TV side. Yeah. So yeah, cause uh, as yeah, cause other thing, Ike Palmer oversaw a lot of the stuff that happened in terms of entertainment, and so Kevin Feige was working under him. But you know, Kevin Feige wanted to do more stuff, and but Palmer was like, yeah, and which caused a lot of internal conflict. That's when Disney finally had to step in. Like that's not to denote what you were saying, but like at some point Disney did have to step in. Yeah, and. You know, I think only when the situation kind of gets a little like this might jeopardize uh, the success of our current properties, we gotta like come in here and uh, you know make sure everything's running as smooth as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, I definitely do understand that sort of. Uh, I guess sort of the, going back to the main mm-hmm. topic of like, is the movie a bit too late in terms of like. Uh, writing on sets of Black Widow, especially considering that she's in universe dead. Like, yeah, it, it, I think I uh, I can definitely understand that point. I think it's still kind of like at least interesting just to see like, did you see what just see what what they could have done? Yeah, the, just seeing like uh like I think it's just it's interesting enough just to have a bit of like um extra content for her mm-hmm. like actually sort of seeing getting a bit m- more on her backstory mm-hmm. and various other things because yeah she was sort of basically a side character for a majority of the films yeah she's sort of running in the background because yeah, like we, we i mean she was introduced as a side character in iron man 2 then we saw her again in like the avengers and then Basically every Captain Captain America movie after the first one, and that's about it. She had a pseudo romance with the Hulk, which was weird for everybody. In Avengers two, yeah, it was that was weird. Let's not let's not do that again. Well, I mean, so there's some fan. Though. You're a fan of it, go for it, man. I'm not gonna stop you. But I'm a Betty Ross man. Just gonna say that right now. I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Even though we have never seen her ever again. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I definitely understand that critique. Yeah, um, obviously, I think the next thing we could probably discuss is the whole, and then we're not going to go into spoiler about Taskmaster, but, um, just, just to let you guys know, there is a deviation from the comics. And,. It, you could easily be upset about it or, you know, kind of just face facts. Well, not face facts, but like, I don't know. How, how did you feel about the, the thing they did with Taskmaster? Uh, you as a someone who's known at least a little bit about him. Um, the Taskmaster, um, it, it, it was interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, I do know a bit about him in terms of uh, his lore. Um, I will say what they kind of do with him, uh, with Taskmaster is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, although at the same time, uh, I kind of 
felt like they were going to do something different with Taskmaster. Just from, like, all the promotional material mm. of uh, Taskmaster just being this sort of faceless, uh, like, s- almost seemingly unstoppable force. Yeah. Um, At that point, you were like, yeah, this ain't gonna be Taskmaster. Not necessarily that, but more sort of like, okay, I feel like we're gonna have a bit of a twist on, like, Taskmaster's sort of background here. Because... Marvel isn't really much of a stranger when it comes to changing things up from the comics. I think uh, two of the biggest examples uh, are, one, the Guardians of the Galaxy themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Personality-wise, a lot of them are very different from their sort of original uh, iterations. Like, originally, Star-Lord wasn't like a wisecracking comedian guy. He was very much sort of like a serious business dude. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but usually, like, you know, Marvel will sometimes change things up just to, like, I mean, especially for, like, sort of obscure characters like the Guardians, just to sort of, like, listen, I mean, there aren't a whole lot of people who, you know, buy Guardians of the Galaxy comics. So, realistically, most of our general audiences that watch our movies probably won't get too upset if we do a little bit of uh, creative licensing on these characters. Right, and I guess the the more bigger example of uh, Marvel sort of uh, changing up a character uh, is, of course, the Mandarin in uh, Iron Man three. Yeah, yeah, that was very upsetting for a lot of people. Personally, I thought it was funny. I I didn't hate it. I kind of enjoyed it. I don't know about you, Jay. Uh, I was very, uh, yeah. I I it, it was it was definitely like. Like, in the context of the movie, I thought it was a very good twist. Mm-hmm. Right? But I, at the same time, I completely and 100% understand why at the time people were so upset about the twist with the Mandarin being like, oh, I'm just a paid actor. I'm not actually the Mandarin. Right? And, uh... My name is Trevor. Uh, uh, you're... You, well, I mean, you didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um... Yeah, and then sort of the the, the real villain being uh, uh, I forget his name. Was it Adrian? Something like that. It's he was uh, working for AIM, and I think that's the only time we've ever heard heard of AIM in the MCU since. And uh, he was going all about, about I'm the real Mandarin with the uh, and stuff, mm. which I think that more than anything was sort of the impetus is because. This character was claiming to be the Mandarin himself, but I mean, at the same time, I think Marvel uh, sort of semi learned their mistake. I say semi because uh, on the one hand, we are getting an actual Mandarin, yeah, actual real uh, 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 adaptation of the Mandarin from the comics Mm. with Shang Chi, uh, which I believe is coming out this year as well. Yes, yeah. Um, but I, I, but what I mean by semi is also because uh, you know they've also uh, changed up Taskmaster and and uh, their background uh, in this movie, which I mean I think will I think has elicited a bit of a similar oh uh, reaction you, you from the Iron Man no from from the Mandarin reveal yeah. in Iron Man three. It's it's one of those things where like 
Taskmaster isn't Taskmaster. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, but in the context of the story, it makes sense. It's it, and like in the context of the story for Iron Man 3 with Mandarin, it made sense. It's kind of disappointing, but you know, seeing how everything went, it makes sense. It's disappointing because it's not the Mandarin Mandarin, and who's like one of Tony Stark's biggest villains. It's like really would have been interesting to see, you know, what Tony Stark would have done against a magic user. But, you know, we didn't get that. And with this, it's like, you know, it's not Taskmaster, but the way you integrated this version of Taskmaster into the story fits so damn well. Yeah, yeah. Like, um... like they explain, like, one of his abilities in 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 the movie... In a really creative way that makes so much sense that would that makes sense for this character, especially the way they especially the way that you know they bring him in. So it's like, it's one of those things. Where like, man, I get it. I know it's not, you know, Taskmaster, the guy who's like super serious, not super serious, but like kind of cool and badass. Break a you know crack a joke here and there, you know, can you know he can copy everyone. He, I mean, does copy everybody, but like it's more of like a. I would say he's kind of like a, he's more of a Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there are times where I'm like, holy shit, he is a Taskmaster is a bit of a an imposing figure. Yeah, very strong silent type. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I I think uh, I'm also fine with I guess the twist that they do with Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Um. I think um, it's probably, for me, it's not as, like, because the Mandarin reveal, I think, as I said before, like, is very much like, okay, I get it. In the context of the, of the movie, yeah, I understand. It, like, it's a pretty good twist. Um, but I was still kind of, you know, very much like, uh, really wish it could have been the actual Mandarin, though. Uh, here, it's, like, I think it's more so of, uh, like, I kind of get sort of like the fan, like the reaction from people online from it, but at the same time, um, like I think, uh, it's, I don't think it's as bad as what happened with the Mandarin in Iron Man Three. No, 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 because the the because it's one of those things where like it's a good twist and it's also kind of there's a bit of like, ha ha, it's a twist, kind of a little insult. In the wounds, kind of stuff. Yeah, like I think the like what the the Mandarin twist does is a little bit like, like it's a bit like poking fun at the audience, thinking, "Oh, you thought we were gonna do the Mandarin, you know, like this? Sure, I guess, whatever. <laughs> you thought it was we were actually gonna do the Mandarin? Like, who would want to watch that? Here, it's like." Uh, and I also think as well is that the Mandarin was heavily marketed in in Iron Man three marketing. Mm-hmm. Like he was set up to be the the villain, the villain in, in 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 through marketing and stuff. And with Black Widow, I feel like the thing with Taskmaster is that usually Taskmaster is always sort of kind of a henchman in a way. Yeah. Like not to say that like he can't carry his own as a solo villain mm-hmm. but oftentimes taskmaster he's a mercenary right yeah they, he's hired out to go uh take down certain targets and you know with, with his abilities he's able to do it 
very effectively. And, you know, in the marketing for this film, um, like, that's sort of what Taskmaster does. You know, they're, they're very much a, uh, you know, a, uh, like you said, like, sort of a Terminator S, like, I'm gonna hunt down Black Widow, I can copy her moves, moves, what are you gonna do? While, you know, obviously, T. <laughs> Yeah, because like the thing about yeah this movie is that for for Black Widow it's about taking down the Red Room and finally like ending all the sh- the bad shit they do. Mm-hmm. But the villains use Taskmaster as sort of their way of like making sure she doesn't get there. Yeah, like Taskmaster is more to the obstacle. While in Iron Man three, like you are led to believe this Mandarin is our main threat. They do all these mm-hmm. things. Only to get sort of a, a bait and switch mm. through the movie, and your your true villain is just this random dude in the suit who has a uh, the uh, the extremist fire yeah. thing in him, and he just shoots fire and calls himself the Mandarin. And he has man and dragon tattoos, which is equally less interesting than the real Mandarin. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, you still get aspects of Taskmaster in in this movie, which thing that I'm. Uh, that's why I'm not so upset about it. I, you know, you don't get like the full character, like that we've all come to know and love. But like, it's still ta- it's it's a new kind of Taskmaster. I, I I'd be down for that. And you know, it's it's not offensive to me, so I'm fine with it. Um, but yeah, I think aside from those two, anything else we can talk about aside from the fact that this movie is like, surprisingly violent. I mean, I I mean. Hey, if you want to, that's like a big conversation to point. But I'm like, geez, they're, they're moments. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I can't look at the screen right now. That is, ugh. there's a lot of bone breaking in this movie. And not like a fun bone breaking. We're like, well, I can just pop that back in. It's more like, oh, oh, ooh, ooh, you know, ooh, like that caught me by surprise. I, like when you mentioned that one, that one moment, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, and then I looked, oh. Oh god! Oh, ooh, can't look at that. Ooh, but this—I'll say this—this this is probably one of the more violent MCU films. Yeah, in terms of, uh, I guess, yeah, like there's there it, when I when I say that the, the movie definitely has a bit of grounded realism to it. It definitely shows when it comes to the uh, like these sort of hand-to-hand combat sequences and stuff. Because mm-hmm. yeah, there are some like. Uh, not so great things happening to some people. Yeah. Also, this 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 movie could be a little uh, comedically dark sometimes. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, it, it involve it involves a, a pig, right? Well, that too. But this is well, well. I'll talk about it with you later. But no, um, no, it's 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 a it, it's a it's a like I said, Joey, it's a really good return to form. Um, it is a standard Marvel film with some stuff that, you know, with enough reading, you can probably enjoy it a little more. Um, I would say this is kind of like the begin. If I were to do some any movie, any of the Marvel movies I recommend, I, you know, would compare it to, it's a mix of Captain America Civil War with a little bit of Iron Man 3 splashed in with. I don't know what's probably the most violent MCU movie we had before this one. None, right? No, because I feel like 
No, I'm not saying as bad as like we're gonna see like a lot of blood splatter or anything like that. But it's more like, wow, that was um, that looked painful. I I don't know because half the time when it comes to like I guess violent stuff that happens in the MCU, some of that stuff just is played for laughs for a little bit. Yeah. Or it's like a, it's a quick little uh, thing that happens like um, like that scene in the Infinity War where one of the uh. The Black Guard, I believe. Oh, the the Black Order. The Black Order, like I want one of the them get like sent up into like the that weird giant machine, and they just get like you know splattered. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like, but that but that's more of like a bit of like a a quick thing, and it's sort of mm. kind of played for laughs a little bit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something else though. Let's see, Infinity War. It's a little a little bit more in the back. Side, but what was it in Endgame? That was there's another scene that I'm thinking about right now that was like a little oh on um, the death of uh, that one Hydra agent in uh, Winter Soldier when he just got pulled out of the car. I mean, yeah, yeah, but we don't see his mangled body. No, but it's like we we know what happened. I mean, yeah, uh, but but yeah, uh, I yeah, I guess in terms of like seeing people like. The aftermath of them going through something, uh, yeah, it, 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 there's, there's definitely more of that, right? Yeah. Um, anything else we can add on to this movie? I think that should be it. Yeah, the, the Taskmaster thing, and I, and I think we're just trying our best to avoid spoilers, is sort of, I think, the bigger contentious thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're we're mostly fine with the, sort of the twist. Now, granted, would it have, uh, I, I, would it have been more nice if we saw a bit more of a traditional uh, Taskmaster? Sure, but again, in the context of the movie and how Taskmasters use, it's more or less not like it's not offensive. Yeah, it's not like like uh, like oh my god, like you completely just disrespected the character. It's more of like we're using the character in a bit more of a uh unique way mm-hmm. yeah and it's overall as the film if the film is a very enjoyable film it, it's not it's not an egregiously bad film it's enjoyable it's it's like a, we said it's a standard mcu film with some stuff that you know elevates it slightly a little bit like and i think as a way to like you said you actually i think you said it best it is a you know a, a palate cleanser yeah, like it's, it's there just to like, uh, it sort of kind of reintroduce a bit of sort of the classic MCU feel because mm-hmm. obviously when we look at the rest of the the slate that's been announced for Phase Four, we're probably seeing some wacky stuff, and obviously uh, the 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 Marvel shows on Disney Plus, uh, uh, like WandaVision and Loki are definitely more out there mm-hmm. in terms of what we've seen in the MCU and, you know, people enjoy them as well. So, yeah, like, in terms of what the in sort of what we're going to be seeing through the movies, Black Widow, I think, is just sort of kind of there just to get us into, like, okay, yeah, this is what a, uh, a, 
the MCU is usually like before we start into transitioning to some uh, some of the other stuff like uh, you know we have internals I believe mm. is also coming out this year and I think wait so which one comes after Black Bolt is it Eternals or Shang Chi I believe Shang Chi comes out next with Eternals is in, in November I think mm-hmm. I could be wrong on that but all three of them are coming soon this year. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's because also Spider Man. Right. Is that coming out this year? No. Mm-hmm. Right? It is coming out this year. It's at the end of the year. The new Spider Man? Yes. Okay then. That's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess it's it's going to be a bit of MCU overdrive towards the end of this year. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Black Widow, solid movie. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, it was a good, you know, it's a good movie. I would totally recommend it. I will say, guys, I know the if you do see it and you're looking at this and you're like, oh, they didn't talk about that. We're more forgiving kind of guys in terms of a lot of the changes that they do from books to to um, you know, to to film. Because there's sometimes I'm like, yeah, I get it, you know. But yeah, I'm going to say this. Maybe one day we'll get a true Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. Especially the way they set up how this one works. I'm like, oh, you can, no, this could totally work. Yeah, yeah. This can totally work. Anyways, guys, thanks for checking us out. It's me, your boy, uh, Eli. Enjoy. Yeah, we have things to so If you want to follow us on any social medias, we do have a Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Geeks we are more active on our Instagram, where you can, you know, follow us, uh, check out whatever we post, you know, like, comments, you know, like, and all that stuff. Uh, we do have links in our Instagram to our other podcasts and sets that we are officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, Pandora, Spotify, all that good stuff. And a link to our YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe for all you audio listeners who want to give, a, you know, a face to the voice. That's where you can find it. Like I said earlier, like, comment, subscribe. Um, and we do have a Patreon where you can support us in any form of way. We're not, you know, we're not down to the begging store, but if you want to do it in, in any form of way, that's probably the best place to do it. And, yeah, that's about it. Catch you guys later. It's me, your boy, Eli. It's me, Joe. Really experience. Peace out.